Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So every once in a while, um, I have listeners who will reach out to me and they will say, can you do a podcast on this particular topic? And I love that people reach out to me and they ask me these questions because usually... And people ask me all the time, how do you get all of the different topics for your podcast? And what I do is I do a meditation and I connect to my guides and I ask, what do people need to hear? And I'm usually given a topic. So when people reach out to me specifically and they say, can you do a podcast on this particular topic? I love that because it's coming straight from the people who need it. And you're asking me directly what you'd like to hear about. So please, anytime you have a topic that you're interested in, don't hesitate reaching out to me because if it's something I don't know anything about, I will find out. Or I will just tell you if I can't do a podcast about it. But for the most part, the topics that people have reached out to me about have been topics that I've had some information about and been able to share. So I had a listener reach out to me. And she asked me about the topic of lack of motivation. She said that she has just been having a hard time feeling motivated to do things. And I thought this was a really great topic and a very interesting one and probably one that many of you deal with. So I'm going to give you my take on this. And there are a couple of things that came to mind when I um, thought about this topic. And I did a little research too. So when I consulted my guides and I said, you know, okay, why would someone be experiencing a lack of motivation? And this is the first thing that popped into my head too. But my um, guides gave me depression. And that's the obvious first thing. Now, it doesn't have to be depression. But when you're experiencing depression, it often comes in the form of feeling very tired and feeling a lack of motivation to want to start anything. And I know this personally because, as I said before, I dealt with depression with my son. And he would sleep nonstop. And that's really, that was the first sign in knowing that there was something wrong. Because all he wanted to do was sleep. He didn't want to be awake because when he was awake, he had to deal with the feelings he was feeling. So for him, it was sort of like a defense mechanism. If he was asleep, he just didn't have to deal with it. The other thing was that he wasn't motivated to do his homework or to do anything because he just felt like, what was the point? So, and I'm not saying that for everyone, depression is what is causing the lack of motivation, but it most certainly can be a symptom of depression. And oftentimes we don't even really realize that we are depressed. It's usually other people who tell us like, hey, you've you've seemed different. They'll say things like, you don't seem like yourself. And I can tell you that I did suffer from depression when right after, not right after I had my twins. Well, actually, I want to say, if I'm being honest, I think that I had some postpartum depression going on. And the doctors try to look for that, but it wasn't severe enough that it showed up on their radar and it was really more because of the situation I was in because I was in a toxic relationship at the time 
And so being in that toxic relationship was what was causing the depression. That along with um, the responsibility now of taking care of twins, like all of it was kind of overwhelming for me because I was really just like thrust into this. Because you go for nine months preparing to have these babies and then when they're here, it's like all of a sudden now you have extra responsibility for two lives that you didn't have before. So there's really, there's no way to really prepare you for that. At least for me, in my own situation, I wasn't prepared for having twins, two at once. You know, it was like overwhelming. And not only that, but I felt very isolated and trapped in my life because um, it was very, it was a very unique situation. My family members did not like my my ex-husband and he was very jealous of them because we were a close family. So he didn't want me going over there all the time and they didn't want to come to where we lived because they didn't want to be around him. So I felt very alone and very isolated and I felt trapped. So for me, that sent me into a depression and I... If somebody said to me, oh, you're depressed, I would have said, no, I'm not. I'm just tired. I would have just said I'm tired. And I would have felt like, oh, that's normal because I'm a new mom. So everyone who's a new mom is tired. But it wasn't that I was just tired. I was severely, severely depressed. Um, You know, after they were first born, it was just mild, but it got really bad. And it was bad until I left when they were probably six months old or so. I uh, I was so bad that, you know, when I would go and visit with my family, they're like, you just look like a zombie. It's like you're here, but you're not really physically here. I was just a shell of the person that I was. I was physically there, but emotionally checked out. And part of the reason that I emotionally checked out was because when I was with my partner, he was so mean to me, he would say horrible things to me. And if I just didn't feel anything at all, then he couldn't hurt me. So I basically just kind of disassociated, which is a scary thing to think about, really. But I just didn't feel anything. Because if I didn't feel anything, it didn't matter what he said anymore. It didn't hurt me. So that was a really painful part of my past. And I know that for me, I wasn't motivated to do very much. I mean, I took care of my children. But like if someone would say, well, do you want to do this? I would say no. (laughs) When I would go to my mom's house to visit with her, the people would take the kids to, you know, change them and do whatever and play with them. And I just sat in a chair and just kind of sat there. So I wasn't even actively participating in my own life, which is sad it's really sad. And I think about it now and I think how horrible and how much time I wasted missing out on the fun times with them when they were six months old, you know, missing out on that time when they were toddlers. And it was because I was in so much pain, emotional pain. But I can't go back and change that but for me, that was what depression looked like. And if, But if someone would have said to me, oh, you're depressed, I would have said, no, I'm just tired. I didn't even have any clue how bad it really was. So it could be depression. If you're feeling like, I need to sleep more. And if you are going through depression, there's a lot of ways that you can get help. You know, obviously you can go and see a, a counselor. 
Um, even a spiritual teacher can help you. You can uh, do some tappings and meditations and things. There's probably, there could be a, a situation, a deeply rooted emotional situation that's tied to that depression. Sometimes it is just a chemical imbalance. And if that's the case, medicine can help that also. I mean, sometimes, honestly, I think just changing our diets help that. I really believe that we put a lot of processed foods and things in our body that our body doesn't know how to process. And it really does, it messes up a lot of our own natural, like our immune system and, and the balance in the chemicals and, and just everything of our body. So maybe changing your diet would be a good thing too. Um, but certainly don't ignore it. You know, maybe go just see someone, talk to someone, even talking to your regular doctor, start there. I know with some insurance plans, you do have to have a referral. But just finding someone that you feel like you can talk to. So depression might be one reason, but it may not. Another reason that maybe you're feeling a lack of motivation is because you just have too much on your plate. If you have stretched yourself thin, and you've got too many tasks going on, you're going to feel like you can't handle it all and that's going to cause you to not want to do anything. It's going to cause you to want to bury your head in the sand and pretend that you don't have all of these obligations on your plate. That's a big one. And I know this is something that I have honestly done in the past before too. Before I had healthy boundaries... I would want to tell people yes all the time, like, oh, yes, I'll help you. Yes, I can do that. And what would happen is I would take on way too much, and I would just burn myself out. But I would be so tired. It's like a, a meme I saw on Facebook. It was like, um, I'm, I haven't even gone to bed yet, and I'm already dreading my day tomorrow and already wishing I was back in bed when you've scheduled too much and you have too much going on, you really will start to dread your day because you've, you've overbooked yourself. And if you've got too many projects going on at once, and sometimes it's our own doing and sometimes other people put projects on us, it doesn't really matter. Except if it's yourself, if you are one of those people who is a starter and not a finisher, it's because you're trying to do too many things. You need to focus on one or two things and let everything else go because you can't really devote any kind of a time to anything if you've got so many irons on the fire. And the other thing is, again, you're just going to burn yourself out and be emotionally drained. So you really need to think about what do you really need to focus on and what can be let go. And if it's other people putting things on you, you need to learn how to say no. You need to learn how to set a healthy boundary and tell that person, no, I can't do this. No, I can't handle it. And that saying, no, I can't handle it. Some people think that this means like I'm a weak person and I can't handle more than one task. That is not what it means. It's actually the opposite. It means I'm a strong person. I know that I don't want this much stress in my life. I don't want this much chaos in my life. I want to work on this many projects at one time and no more. And I'm taking care of my mental health because being overextended is another way to cause yourself depression. 
when you get stressed out with life, it's like one more thing, you just can't take it. And you just want to like crawl into a hole or curl up in a ball and let the world spin away because you just don't even want to deal with it. And not wanting to deal with things, that is a defense mechanism. When you are too stressed and you have too much on your plate, your body wants you to retreat. And it wants you to retreat for a reason because it's trying to tell you, don't do all of this. This is too much. This is too much. I can't handle it. But you're taking it as I'm just not motivated. No, it's your body telling you, stop taking on this much stuff. And if you're like me, you're like, oh, no, I can be superwoman today and I can do everything. And, you know, it's not possible and you're not serving anyone. You're not giving anyone your full attention and you are totally lack, like you're, you're neglecting your own body. And that's your body's way of saying, like, stop, take a break. You know, the feeling of I want to run away is your body telling you, okay, you've taken on too much. You know, you've got to retreat. You've got to back off a little. This is too much stuff. And I've seen that in my own life when I have like four and five projects going on at once. You know, I have good intentions and I want to start something. But do I just want to start something or do I want to see it to completion? Because those are two very different things. And when I get all of these amazing ideas, I'm like, yep, I'm starting that and I'm starting that and I'm going to start that. And it's like my brain is just on overload and ADD, right? I'm in every different direction. And then, you know, I say, okay, wait a minute. I can't possibly devote time to this, 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 and this. So I need to pick two things that I really want to work on. And the rest of it will be on the back burner. I may come back to it, but I can't focus on it right now. I just need to focus on two things. Because if you... if you try to do all of that, it would be like if I sat down, if I sat down five laundry baskets in front of you, this is the example I'm going to use because I'm terrible when it comes to laundry. I'll admit it. I'll be the first person. It takes me like a week to do laundry just because I need to put it away. And I know I'm not the only person who does this and I probably drive someone else crazy just saying this, but I will wash it and dry it. And then it'll take me a few days to fold it and put it away just because I've just... I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. The laundry room's in the basement. Nobody sees it, so who cares? <laughs> Got to carry it up the stairs. It's not my favorite thing to do. But if I put five laundry baskets in front of you and I said, okay, you got to fold all of these, you'd just be like, um, I don't even want to do it. I don't want to do this. Or if I had one laundry basket and I took a fourth of it out and said, just do this, like fold these five shirts right now. Just do that. And you did it. And then you came back and I said, okay, full five more. You know, you would do it. That would be much easier to manage. And even in teaching, when I teach, I don't teach everything all at once. I chunk things for my students because they, their brains would just be on overload and they couldn't handle it if I just taught them everything at once. We don't start with, hey, here's the whole German language. No, we start with the alphabet and then we do numbers and then we talk about sounds and we do words that are similar. It's like you ease them into it because you don't want to stress them out or put them on overload because they will shut down. They will absolutely shut down and you're doing the same thing. So if you're taking on too much, that is definitely why you might be feeling a lack of motivation. Also, 
Some people don't feel like they're deserving of an accomplishment, so they just kind of keep putting it off. They don't complete it because they feel like if they complete it, that someone else deserves that accomplishment more than they do, which is kind of interesting, but that's another funny trick our brain will play on us. So they kind of psych themselves out. It's like that self-fulfilling prophecy by not completing the task. They convince themselves that it wasn't going to get done anyway, so why start? So your brain talks you out of it. And it's, again, part of that mindset where we have to switch our mindset. Instead of talking yourself out of it before you even start, you need to see yourself completing it. You need to visualize yourself completing it because you're just doing that to yourself. And a lot of that has to do with a lack of worthiness. You don't feel worthy or like you could accomplish it, so you just don't even try. And that's really a mindset thing that you can totally reset. And it just takes figuring out what you need to do to get past that lack of worthiness feeling. And meditations will help with that. Tappings will help with that. But also, the big thing for me is just visualizing it done. It's already done. I did it. I accomplished it. Now, what would that feel like? And keeping myself on track. Um, so another reason that maybe you're not accomplishing things is maybe you need help with something and you're too afraid to ask. And this is another situation where I think a lot of people equate asking for help as looking stupid or not knowing enough or not, not having enough, not it's, it comes down to self-esteem again. And this is so not true. We were talking about this today. There is a student at our school who her parents aren't in the picture. So she's basically having to advocate for herself. And she was put in a class that's too challenging. And she needs to be dropped to a lower class. And of course, the counselors don't want to do that unless you have a parent who comes in and says, hey, you know, we need my child out of this class because it's stressful and she can't handle it. And and, and it doesn't mean that it's bad that she can't handle it's just she took on a a workload that was way too much for her because it's all AP classes and her mental health is really important too so she needed to drop something but she was too afraid to go in and ask or she went in once and they said no and so that's she just left it at that and she didn't go ask anyone else and so her teacher had to step in and advocate for her because her parents weren't able to they were not around so the teacher had to do it And she said this was a good lesson for her because I told her, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to come to someone else. Don't be afraid to stand up for yourself or to, um, you know, really be an advocate for yourself. And I think many of us, even as adults, we don't do that. We don't do a good job of that because we equate not knowing or not having all the information we need as being stupid or looking bad and looking like we're lazy or looking like we're dumb or whatever or or not feeling like we're adequate enough and that is simply not the case it's just again your ego has told you that if you go and ask questions and maybe somewhere along the line maybe you got that message from someone maybe when you were younger you asked a teacher for help and they made you feel stupid for asking and trust me I understand because I have had teachers when I was growing up who did that Math was a horrible subject for me because in the years that I really needed the help in the uh, 
junior high years, I had a teacher who, if I asked her for help, she'd bite my head off. And nobody wants to get chewed out, so I'd never ask for help again. And I was lost. And I could have easily gotten help and probably been fine. But not only did I not understand the math, but it was traumatic for me to the point that I didn't want to ask any other teacher for help either for fear that that might happen again. So maybe there is some kind of deep-rooted fear that's keeping you from asking questions because you feel like it's going to make you look like you are inadequate. And that's just simply not the case. I ask questions and I don't care if it makes me look stupid or not. You will never know unless you ask. So that could be part of it. Um, Some people also, and this kind of goes along with what I said earlier, but if they feel like they're not going to be able to achieve their goals, like if it's if it's a, a pretty lofty goal, they'll just quit because they'll say, oh, I can't do it. And again, that's a limiting belief. It's a limiting belief to say that because whenever I started this podcast, I was like, I don't know if more than 10 people are ever going to listen to this. So I'm just, but I'm just going to throw this out there. And I didn't have the limiting belief that it couldn't work. And you can chalk it up to being naive You can chalk it up to just ignorance is bliss. I don't know. I just didn't allow any kind of limiting belief or fear to step in my way. And it wasn't like overnight I had so many listeners. It was a slow growth, but I've never given up on it. And I've always seen myself being successful. And I think that's really, the visualization is really important. It's just so important. So... (laughs) I think a big part of it, too, is maybe pride gets in the way. You know, many of us, we're under this false assumption that if we accomplish a lot, then there won't be anything left over for anyone else. And there's no limit. We're so used to, in this country, and I understand why. You look at the Olympics. We're used to, like, there can only be a first, second, third place. You know, if I'm not in that, then I'm not in it. And that's not really the way the world works. I mean, it's really not. You can have just as much money as someone else. There's not a limit to it. But for some reason, we just get ingrained in this, well, I can't have it because it'll take it away for someone else. No, it won't. And you're not being selfish if you want to be successful. That's not selfish. It's not selfish at all to want to be successful. I think everyone should want to have a happy life. You know, I really do. Um, Another thing, too, is that maybe you're just, you've gotten into the habit of not completing tasks. I mean, we get into bad habits and procrastination is one of them. And maybe you just have gotten into the habit of just never completing a task But honestly, procrastination is just fear. And maybe it started out as fear. Maybe when you were growing up, that was a fear-based like defense mechanism. But as you've gotten older, it's like, oh, I've just gotten used to it. And again, it's all about retraining your brain because it's a mindset thing. You can be motivated to do anything if you picture yourself completing the task and that you're getting congratulated and you feel so much better, even if it's just putting away the laundry. If I really wanted to be motivated to do the laundry, I could. You know, if I thought that was a real problem for me, I would just imagine how great it felt to get it put away and done and it's not hanging over my head. And sometimes I've had to do that, you know? When I've had 
snow days or something where I'm like, well, I'm around the house. I really should just, you know, get some stuff done. I'll do that. And one of the things I do when I have to do a task I don't really want to do, I put on some music. Like if it's something where you don't need super concentration, I'll put on music or something I really enjoy, or maybe put the TV on and watch something that makes me laugh while I'm doing a chore that I hate. And that helps me get through it. And honestly, I really think it's just trying to do one thing at a time, you know, just do one thing at a time. Nobody's telling you you have to change the world in one day. Pick one thing at a time that you want to work on and just really spend a lot of time on it. So um, I hope that was helpful. I mean, to me, as I was doing my research, that made a lot of sense to me as to why maybe some people would be lacking motivation. And again, I truly, truly believe that it is something that you can change because we can retrain our brains. We can change our mindset. We can do a lot of things to help get us back on track. And if this seems like, oh, but this is a problem and I really need help. You know, you can go to a professional too. I mean, there are people who go to professionals because they just can't seem to get motivated. And like a life coach is a great way to figure out, okay, why am I stuck in this same holding pattern? And I just don't seem to have motivation. Maybe you just haven't found what really makes you happy. That's a reason too. If you're doing something you don't love, I'm not super motivated to do things when I don't love doing it. So working with a coach, you know, I do offer coaching sessions and you can book a coaching session and we can figure out, well, what, why aren't you motivated? What, what's going on here? We can take a deep look at it because I connect to your guides, my guides, and I say, okay, what's going on here? What does this person need? And we can figure it out and help get you back on the right path. Or if you need to work on getting rid of some of this fear or the limiting beliefs or retraining your mindset, retraining your brain, we can do that too. There's so much we can do. So don't sit there and say, oh, I don't like my life, but I'm just going to sit here. No, don't do that. Don't waste even one second living a life you don't love. There's no reason for that. You should love every part of it. And you should never be afraid to change. I know change can be scary, but oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many times in my life, whether it was just changing my hair color or changing my career or whatever, I've done so many things to change because I know the value of living a life that makes you happy. And when you're not living it, life can feel like it's taking forever and dragging on and you just like, I don't know, I just don't know how much more I can do. Everything becomes so mundane and you just... You're like, oh, when you don't like your life, even just getting ready in the morning, you're like, I don't want to do this. That's how bad it can feel. But when you love your life, you jump out of bed like, maybe not jump out of bed, but you know what I mean. You get out of bed like excited and ready to see what the day holds. And you can feel that way. And I'm here to tell you, you can. It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. That can all change. It may not be a quick fix, but it can change. And let me tell you something, change is worth it. The only thing that you have to lose in fixing yourself, working on yourself, is the misery and the sadness and all the things that you don't like about life. That's what you're going to lose. You're going to gain yourself back. 
You're going to gain your identity back, who I really am, what lights my soul on fire, what makes me so happy. And you should get excited about that because that's freaking amazing. So many people go through life living like that zombie I described. They don't love their life. Life is not bliss for them. And I feel sorry for those people because I was that person. And I know how miserable it was. And the best decision I ever made was to leave and to change everything I knew about my life to make it better. And it was absolutely worth it. Absolutely. And I would not be here today talking to you if I had not done that. So you have nothing to lose, but you have everything to gain. All right, guys. Well, I wanted to pull a card for you today. And the card I pulled is from the Goddess Guidance Oracle deck. It is Mary Magdalene. It's unconditional love. I love Mother Mary. Um, oh, my gosh. Whenever I think about unconditional love, the love that we have from our spiritual team is amazing. And it's amazing when you feel that kind of love. And every time I do a meditation and I ask for my spiritual team to come in, that is what I feel. And it feels so incredible. And when I do Reiki sessions with people and I do the guided meditation at the end and I call in their spiritual team for them, the first thing they say when they you know, wake up from the guided meditation is, I feel amazing. I feel so at peace. I feel so loved. And that is the goal too, isn't it? The goal is to be love. Her message to you today is love yourself, others, and every situation, no matter what the outward appearance may be. And that is so true. When we come across a situation that isn't going our way, we have the the natural tendency to want to resist, to fight it. And that's a fear-based thing. That's a fear-based reaction. When we let go and we just let go and go into the flow and just say, you know what? Okay, I know I can't control this situation, but I'm not going to fear it. I know my team is supporting me. I know it's going to be okay and I'm just not going to stress. I'm just not. I'm not going to do that to myself. Life becomes so much easier. It really does. And things end up working out. They just do. So in every situation, choose love, not fear. And see how that changes your life. All right, guys. I want to thank you so much for being with me. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. And please Leave a review from wherever you're listening. If you're listening on iTunes, leave me some stars. If you're listening on any other uh, app or even iTunes, if you would leave me a written review, that would be amazing. I love that. And that helps others to find me. Thank you so much to those of you who have already done that. If you um, would like to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. Check out the services I offer and the pricing. And then when you're ready to book, just send me an email or you can text me or you can send me a message through my website. You can send me a message through social media, my Facebook, Instagram. All of that is in the description to the podcast. You can follow me on social media if you'd like a daily dose of positive wisdom and sometimes humor. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And 
You can also join me on my Facebook Lives Mondays at 530 Central where I do a free card reading for you. If you haven't already subscribed to my website, go to my website and do that. You will receive a free morning and evening meditation and I will never bombard you with emails, I promise. All right, everyone, thank you so much for being with me. I hope that you have a fabulous day and that blessings come in for you. Something wonderful will happen for you today. I believe it. I'm sending you guys massive love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.